If I've uh, learned one thing over the course of my time as a priest, it's that people very much like for me to tell them how to spend their money. (laughs) Almost as much as they like for me to tell them how to vote. Two ways to gain popularity and uh, an influence with your congregation is tell them where to put their money and how to vote. (laughs) So, but here we are. Here's this gospel. What am I supposed to do? Well, it's not my job to tell you what to do with your money, and it's actually not my job also to tell you how to vote, neither of which I will ever do. But I have to try to explain what Jesus is telling all of us to do. That's my job. And he talks about this stuff a lot. You know, money and stuff. Things, right? What we we might call material goods. He talks about it a lot. And he talks about how these things can be dangerous. And this gospel, I think, can be a a bit confusing. You have have somebody who who has a bunch of property and uh, wealth and he has a steward in charge of it, and the steward has been squandering it. And the master comes to him and says, I'm gonna fire you. And then the steward goes and reduces the debt to all of those who owe his master. And then the master commends him for it. I mean, is he, is he not just commending him for squandering more wealth? It's important that we understand what Jesus means by true wealth and by dishonest wealth. True wealth is what he considers spiritual wealth. Store up for yourselves treasure in heaven. That's true wealth for Jesus. It's the only wealth that actually matters or means anything. Dishonest wealth you know, would be, if you were, wealth that lies to you. So the, the material goods that we have here, or the wealth that we have in this life, is a bit of a fiction because so often we think it gives us security, and having more makes us feel secure. But of course, we can lose it in a second, and it's gone. it doesn't give us the security. I mean, we might have some security in this life, But it's not true. It doesn't really matter in eternity. So for Jesus, it's kind of an either-or. Dishonest wealth gives the illusion of true security. Spiritual wealth actually gives security unto eternal life. And so the reason why this dishonest steward was commended is, is not because of the the details of the story. It's it's a bit of a metaphor. Jesus is saying, learn how to deal with wealth, material goods, money, possessions. Learn how to make peace with that so it doesn't control you. So that you don't live for those things. Because if you live for that, you can't live for the spiritual wealth. He makes this dichotomy. He says you, you, you can't serve two masters. If a person is so focused and uh, seduced by dishonest wealth, material wealth, 
their salvation can be at risk. That's what he's saying. And so he says, look, if you can't handle that, how can you handle that? Right? The person who's dishonest in little things is going to be dishonest in big things. If a person cannot handle simply dealing with material wealth well so that it does not possess him or her, if a person can't do that, how could they ever be entrusted with the mysteries of God? How could they ever be trusted with true wealth? You cannot serve both God and mammon. So the gospel then is meant for us, and of course it was meant for those at the time, the same, is meant for us to just reflect on that, to do an inventory. You know, especially when we come across the, these, you know, really difficult, difficult uh, uh, challenges from the gospel. I know that people are very sensitive about when a, when a priest or anybody else talks about these things. Let me give you a hint, though. The more sensitive you are about it, the more trouble you're in. <laughs> I've had numerous people throughout my time as a priest say, Father, what, what are you talking about tithing for? Knock it off. And I'm always thinking inside, oh, he's in trouble. <laughs> it, because there's no reason to be defensive. There's no reason to be... It's Jesus telling us this. It's not me, it's Jesus. It's Jesus saying, look, you've got to look at your life. Are you controlled by your things? Do they control you? Do your possessions possess you? Do they have control over you? Are you more anxious about those things than you are about spiritual things? If that's your focus in life, your priorities are off. They're skewed. And you can't serve both that and God. Now, there's a lot of people here on, on fixed incomes. And I'm sure that you're probably thinking, Father, just wait till you're on a fixed income. You know, things change. They do change. Absolutely. And there are very real human anxieties that happen to us. You know, will I have enough? You know, is there, is there enough here to to keep me going, you know, for how long, etc. How am I going to pay my bills, etc. You know, I've, I've got to pay attention to these things. And you do. God is not asking us not to be responsible. There's a difference between being responsible and being possessed by. In fact, the very thing he's telling us to do is to be responsible. Be responsible with these things. If you find yourself getting too anxious, something's off. If you find yourself being too focused on what you have, something's off. If, if, you, if you find yourself you know, being defensive when you hear something like this and you, you just want to close your ears and run out of the church, something's off. Because it shouldn't be that way. The Lord is always trying to focus us on eternity. Right? We know the saying, you can't take it with you. Right? I mean, it's, it's embedded in our nomenclature as a society. We know, we know we can't take these things with us. And yet, often we hold on to it like we want to. So what's the solution? Well, 
I mean, besides just working on the particular anxieties we might have, he tells us what the solution is. You have to give some of it away. That's the only way. The only way to show true detachment is to not keep everything we could, if that makes sense. If we keep everything that we could, and, you know, again, barring, you know, dips and, you know, valleys in our life, right, special circumstances, but in the normal sort of way of life, if we're keeping everything that we could and we're not giving anything away, we're not really being detached from it. It's possessing us in some way. And Jesus says this over and over and over. He keeps telling us to give alms, that this is a great good. So I just, I just invite you to reflect on this. Reflect on how this impacts your life. What Jesus is speaking to you. How he speaks to you through this. If you're too obsessed about it, then seek, seek some changes. If you're not, and if you're in a good space, be grateful. Be grateful for that because it shows a greater dependency and trust on Jesus Christ, which is what he's looking for. Please stand.